But we're going to start off with um, what is becoming a, uh, a fun topic on Twitter. And um, we're going to kind of figure out how, how real this topic is. Um, and that is Khalil Mack. Uh, Khalil Mack, the, you know, one of the best defensive players in football, um, plays for the Raiders, has in a contract holdout. And, you know, it's similar to the Aaron Donald situation in that the expectation is that he obviously will still play for the Raiders. They're not going to let someone of his talent go. Um, but increasingly, there's some questions getting out that maybe the Raiders actually would entertain um, trading Khalil Mack and are talking to a number of teams and that, you know, a handful of teams have emerged as really interested and really willing to, to put some, uh, some capital out there. Uh, Joel Corey, a former agent, had tweeted this week that uh, a number of reasons why he believes that it is a real possibility that the Raiders could consider trading Khalil Mack. And then, with all of that um, giving you the uh, gunpowder, people threw a match. Um, something to the effect of, uh, you know, for all the 12s, day before the game, and his song of the day was the return of the Mac. And uh, everybody started wondering what that could mean. Um, and it started conversations about whether the Seahawks could be one of the suitors for Khalil Mack. So, Nathan, I'm going to start with you. Um, you know, what, first of all, what's your take on the rumor? Um, you know, do you give it any credibility whatsoever? Uh, and then I'd be interested in hearing, let's, let's, you know, if you don't believe it's true, what do you think that, what do you think would make that possible? Or what, what kind of, what kind of value do you think the Seahawks would have to give up in order for that to be, you know, a possible trade that the Seahawks would make and that the Raiders would take? I mean, I think that the trade, there's some like, it's feasible, right? It's plausible. Um, it makes some sense in that both teams have a disgruntled player. Um, they're both very good players. So you can kind of see maybe some, it's a fairly equal swap. Um, Seattle could use another pass rusher. You can always, you can never have enough pass rushers, but it just seems like with, one player that's that big of a name and that big of a contract and, and, you know, going through a holdout and all, all that, it's hard enough to get something done, let alone with two players. So I think it's probably real. I would be surprised if the teams hadn't had conversations, um, but I doubt that they have really progressed in any kind of meaningful way. So, uh, you know, I think Pete loves to do this stuff. He loves to interact with the fans. Um, but, you know, first and foremost, Pete is a troll. Uh, and so, uh, I don't think that there's probably anything imminent happening based off of that tweet. Evan, where, where are you at? I, you're barely awake. I think you're probably still in European time, which we're going to completely take advantage of you, um, on this, uh, this pod. But what is, what is your take on, on the plausibility, the feasibility of this trade? A while back, Pete said something that uh, I think it was either Pete or John. I don't I don't remember who said it. It was something like we we love to pay uh, players who hit the quarterback, and he named a couple other positions. I think it was maybe cornerback, but um, that always resonated with me. And you know, pass rushers are so so valuable, and this is currently a position group on the Seahawks that is a little weak and. 
I think from a could this even really happen standpoint, I do think it could happen. Um, they have tons like, like guys, we're talking about the Seahawks here. We're talking about John Schneider. Josh Schneider has made some of the ballsiest trades, you know, in the past five, more ballsy trades in the past five years than maybe any other team in the NFL. Percy Harvin, Jimmy Graham, Sheldon Richardson. I mean, if a team is going to do it, it's the Seahawks. Um, I think, uh, I, so I think that, ch- I think the chances are absolutely possible um, from a cap perspective. Uh, the Raiders are trying to exercise this fifth year option, which is 13 point. Eight million uh, fully up front. That's in a that's in a, a base salary. That's not in a signing bonus or anything like that. So Seahawks would have to be able to fit that under the cap, which they can. They currently have twenty three point five in space. So um, his twenty eighteen base salary would slide really neatly under there. But it really comes down to obviously like trade compensation, and if Earl Thomas is a part of this trade. Um, assuming Earl Thomas is a part of this trade. I, I would also assume that they would want like a first round pick or two, you know, I don't know what we could get back in return, but the price isn't going to be cheap for Cleo Mac. Yeah. Let me, let me build the case here for a second for, for feasibility, for plausibility for this. So uh, one, you mentioned it, you've got two star players that are among the best at their position um, on either team that are holding out and looking for new contracts and potentially, maybe getting them somewhere else. So that's Earl Thomas and, and Cleo Mack. Um, you also, on the Seahawks, you have a guy in Frank Clark who is a young pass rusher who is looking to make his next contract and is going to cost a lot of money to, to re-sign. Um, interestingly, Frank Clark has had 19 sacks over the past couple of years. Uh, Cleo Mack's had 21 and a half. So they're not quite as far apart as you might think in terms of the sack production. That's only one part of pass pressure, and Cleo Mack is clearly the superior player, but that's another piece that could enter into play. We've got John Schneider, who's a GM, who has made trades for Sheldon Richardson last year and Dwayne Brown last year and um, has you know shown a proclivity to make these deals. He's a willing participant in these deals. You've got Reggie McKenzie, who is the GM for the Raiders, who is a close friend of John Schneider and who um, has been a trade partner for, with the Seahawks in the past. Um, all of those things make this um, plausible to me. I think the cap space that you also talked about um, make it interesting. You know, I think a trade of, of Frank Clark and Earl Thomas in exchange for Khalil Mack and probably some lower round draft compensation, like a fifth, um, I think would make some sense for both sides. I think that in, in a situation like that, Cleo Mack would upgrade the pass rush the Seahawks have over Frank Clark, uh, even though you're, you're subtracting something there. Um, and they get a, a draft pick that they could invest you know, in the future for, for the team. Um, and the Raiders are getting arguably the best safety in the game or one of the top couple um, and an up-and-coming pass rusher. Um, so, so they're really um, you know, in a situation where they get someone strong uh, I think it's an interesting possibility. Um, <laughs> I, it's hard for me not to make jokes about how Jermaine Effetti could get involved here, um, <laughs> knowing Tom Cable's uh, <laughs> down there in, in uh, Oakland. But um, anyway, uh, outside of that, I think there's some, some interesting possibilities. How would you guys feel about a Frank Clark and Earl Thomas combination? 
I see Nathan shaking his head. Nathan. I think I would hate that. Yeah, <laughs> why? You know, I don't, I mean, I get it, like, Climax great and all, but why do that? Why let these, you're going to let these two guys walk, basically, and you're going to get rid of these two guys and throw in a draft pick to get one guy. I don't know. I feel like this is the thing that's led them kind of to where they are right now. Like, if you can work up something around, like, Earl and, you know, maybe a third or something like that, okay, we can, that's that's fine. Um, but Earl and then a young player like Clark and then a pick, it's just, it gets to be a lot when you could, you know, I, I think that they could get a third for Earl um, and, you know, pay Clark for something less than what Mac will ultimately get and then, you know, keep that other pick. I, I don't know. It just doesn't, it feels like the kind of splashy thing that's gotten them in trouble. It, and it's a little scary coming off the Richardson trade where they just traded a guy for a guy that had one year left on his deal and then didn't get a deal done and he walked for nothing. So you're kind of putting yourself in that same situation with Mac. Uh, it seems like a lot. It is. And, and let me be clear. What I was proposing would be a Frank Clark and Earl Thomas in exchange for Khalil Mack, and a draft pick from the Raiders back to the Seahawks. Not that that's a huge difference in what you were saying, but just that, just to be clear. That makes more sense, but still, I, I don't know why. I mean, I guess you get to, you're going to let, you're probably not going to have Earl anyways. You're going to let Earl walk, and then you can upgrade on Clark, who you have to pay anyways, and get Khalil Mack, and maybe a pick. That that makes, makes sense. sense. I don't know. It? It, it does. <laughs> I still don't know if I wouldn't just rather have see what you could get for trading Earl, but that's kind of unknowable. So that's not a terrible deal. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think that the, the challenge there and Evan, I'm curious your thoughts here is, I mean, Khalil Mack's going to want, I mean, everyone's saying Aaron Donald's about to get a $20 million deal or something along those lines. And that that's going to be the baseline for where a Khalil Mack's negotiation is going to start. And so you're now talking about a, a non-quarterback, $20 million player on your cap. And I get that. I have some questions about that myself for sure. But if you're getting a what is legitimately a top three defensive player in the league um, and you're trading away guys like Earl Thomas and Frank Clark who combined are going to make a lot more than $20 million against the cap, I would think, um, maybe it works out. Maybe it's worth it. What do you think? I think my concern, my only concern with adding Frank Clark to that equation is I feel like the defensive line is a group we really need to be bolstering from a depth perspective too. Um, you know, if you send Frank Clark in a, in a trade to the Raiders and, and you replace him with Khalil Mack, you know, the, of course, Khalil Mack is amazing and great, but then who's behind Khalil Mack? It's it, to me, it's, I'm, I'm not sure it'd be worth it to ship Frank and Earl for that pick in Khalil. I, I just I, Frank is a young stud, and, and I, I I'd really have a hard time parting with him. Um, I love combining him with Khalil, but I, but I get I, I I understand what you're saying though from like a like a trade compensation perspective that the Seahawks probably don't want to give up uh, many, many draft picks. Frank could definitely diminish that side of things but 
I, I'd, I'd still have depth concerns if, if we were willing to ship Frank. Um, I'd prefer not to ship Frank. So, uh, Jeff, you've joined, and, and we're talking about uh, the Khalil Mack rumors and what we think might make some sense if that actually becomes a real possibility. Frank Clark's part of the conversation here, and I think everyone's a little bit trepidatious about potentially having him uh, go the other way. I'm curious how confident you are and, and the other guys are in Frank Clark. You know, this is the first year he's going to be kind of the lone pass rusher. He's not going to be able to build off of um, some of the other guys like Bennett and Averill and those guys. He's had some injury challenges at times. Like, is this the guy that you do want to invest in from a pass rush perspective? Or, you know, if you do keep him, do you feel confident in, in spending $15 million a year on him or whatever it's going to cost? Well, this this year's the t I think that's why there haven't really been talks right now because this year's sort of the test case for him. Because yeah, you mentioned it, Cliff Averill, Michael Bennett, Sheldon Richardson, those are the guys who are drawing double teams. Frank Clark, Frank Clark, from just a talent perspective, has that kind of talent. He's got the speed, he's got the power, he's got the he's getting better from a technical hand usage bull rush standpoint. But he's never been that one A guy. He was. We've never seen him where he doesn't have those guys. And who's the second pass rusher on this team? Deion Jordan? Or so it's hard for me to say they should invest fifteen million in him without seeing it. And I think that's it's kind of that wait and see type thing. And I think that's where the Seahawks are going with it. For me, just Khalil Max at a totally different level than Clark. Even I don't think Clark could even come close to that level. He's just a Mac, I've watched him over the years. My brother's a Raiders fan, so I've I've watched pretty much all of their games when I did used to live with my brother and he's just a game record, like a one man game record. I don't know if the Seahawks ever have had a guy like that. Maybe Cortez Kennedy in his prime, but just, yeah, Evan mentioned the depth issue. That would still be there, but man, if you can get Khalil Mack, who's one of the three or five best players in the league, it's hard not to get excited about a possibility of that. Yeah. Do, do, do any of you guys fear that, you could have a Sheldon Richardson situation, not in what Nathan was describing, and that you got him for one year and he walked. I don't think that's a real possibility in this case. But what about Sheldon Richardson and that he came and he wasn't maybe as impactful as you had hoped for? Um, I know there's some arguments there about you know some of the more advanced stats about how he was there, but he ended up from a pass rush perspective or from a sack perspective. Um, I think he had one sack, two sacks, something like that. Um, do you feel like there's any risk that Khalil Mack wouldn't be as productive in Seattle as he is in Oakland? A little, just because he's more of a rushbacker than a true defensive end. Um, and you could kind of get into a situation like they had with Jimmy Graham where um, Mack could still be very good at the things that he's very good at. But when you're asking him to be do the more traditional 4-3 defensive end type stuff and be stout against the run and stuff like that. Not that Mac's bad at that, but I, I don't know that he's quite as stout and they value their run defense. Um, and so, you know, this is a team that had Bruce Irvin, right? And they had him as a defensive end and then didn't really like him there and then moved him away. Um, so I, I, a little, not, not, a, not a big deal, but you could kind of see where there might be some of that. Wait, I, I want to get this on record, Nathan. Did you just admit that the Seahawks didn't use Jimmy Graham to his full potential? Oh, of course. Really? <laughs> he was extremely good. They didn't use him, right? 
they didn't use him very well all the time, asking him to block all the time. I mean, that wasn't great. Extremely is quite the adjective there. All right, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Jim Graham, uh, how many, <laughs> he set some uh, tight end records here. He caught double-digit touchdowns. I would say he was extremely good. You guys and your Jimmy Graham obsession. We're going to move on. 88, 88, as far as I'm concerned, is Will Disley and will forever be Will Disley. So, um, did you well, mention? Did anyone mention that Ken Norton was Max' defensive coordinator in Oakland? We I'm did sure not mention did. that, and that's that's another connection there, right? Um, so I'm sure it's the same scheme he's been playing. Yeah, it should it should it should be similar. Um, the big thing with Sheldon, he had to adjust completely to a new scheme where he was a three four end, then yeah. he was used as a four three interior rusher, and it took him. He said half the season just to figure out what to, how to play and. I don't feel like that would be an issue with Mac, right? Well, no, it shouldn't. And let's can we flip it around for a second? I'm curious if put on pretend you're a Raiders fan. Um, and I know that's even harder for those of us that were Seahawks fans before they were in the NFC and uh, uh, were actually rivals with the Raiders. But let's pretend you're a Raiders fan for a second. Would you take Earl Thomas and Frank Clark in exchange for Cleo Mac? Do you think that that makes you a better team? It's kind of the same thing with like, it's, you don't have to put yourself in the other perspective that much because it's kind of the same thing, right? Like are Earl Thomas and Frank Clark together better than Khalil Mack? Like I think Seahawks fans could realistically argue that, um, but we're probably not going to have Earl. <laughs> I mean, that's the key difference. That's the key difference. The Raiders can ask that question. The Seahawks can because Earl Thomas isn't coming back. Like I guess the Raiders have, the yeah. They, the Raiders have more certainty in their ability to get Khalil Mack back at some point, probably. But it's kind of the same thing. Like, both teams are looking at these guys holding out. And so, you know, is... Uh, I don't know. I think if I was a Raiders fan and I had to send the pick out, too, I'd be pretty pissed. Um, but as a Seahawks fan, if they have to send a pick out and Earl and Clark, then I'd be pretty pissed. So this is the thing. Like, when you get to the, with guys, these these big and, 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 you know, these, you know, all pro type players, it's hard to feel good about the trades, no matter what side you're on when you're sending one of them away. Yeah. I'd, I'd make the argument that the Raiders defense would be better with Earl Thomas and Frank Clark than it would be with just Khalil Mack. Um, I do believe that's the case. Um, I believe that the Seahawks defense would be better with Khalil Mack than with Frank Clark, and they're not going to have Earl Thomas, so he's not part of that picture. So, <clears throat> you know, not to be a dead horse here, but I do think it makes both teams better than they would have been otherwise. Um, and if anything, if you're a Raiders fan, the real question is, you know, how long is Earl going to play for? If, if Earl's going to play another three years and at, at high level, then I think it's... I don't know if I'd call it a steal because you're giving up someone who's really good, but um, you know, there's a potential for that to really be a key part of how the Raiders build out what's been a pretty flawed defense. I don't know. If you're the Raiders, you're trading a fantastic player for two guys on the last year of the contract. One of them's about to turn 30. Um, they both want to get paid. Uh, but there's still questions like we're talking about with Clark. Like, are we absolutely positively sure that they're going to pay him or are, are they doing a wait and see thing? So, and then he's got this injury. So you 
the Raiders could just as easily be in the Sheldon Richardson situation as the Seahawks could. Like, yeah, if everything goes well and they sign them both and Earl stays healthy and plays for a while, like maybe the Raiders would be have a better defense with those two. But like, that feels like a big risk from their perspective too. Yeah. Yeah, there's a little bit of the fantasy football rule in play there, which is, you know, you never trade a good player for two and you know inferior players like that that is the most common trade request you get is someone trying to package two three four players to get one good one and if you end up with you know two three four players that aren't as good as the guy that you got rid of then you're generally downgrading your team that's fantasy football um i'll stand by what i said i do think that the raiders defense would be better with this trade but all likelihood, you know, by far the most likely situation is that Cleo Max is exactly where he is um, and the Raiders pay him. Um, but I think there's there's a lot of reason to think that the Seahawks absolutely have reached out to the Raiders to talk about Mac. There's too many reasons why um, that, that, that they wouldn't. Um, and I think there's a reason to potentially believe that that there's more than just light talk that the Seahawks have probably put together some offers and some thoughts there and um, just up to, to see whether any of those are interesting enough for the Raiders to, to keep talking. So 